Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique and I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 14th, you're gonna get the following. A magic morning journal, which is going to help you every day to set your energy in the right way, daily prompts. Plus, you're gonna get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me, and you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the Platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Sales is a win-win situation, not a win-lose. It's a beautiful exchange of energy and you deserve to get paid for what you do. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in.
Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Break up the routine of a day spent indoors. Explore workshops, classes, and more in topics such as graphic design, illustration, photography, productivity. There's something for everyone. Get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. Also, thanks to ShipStation. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Use my offer code DREAMJOB to get a 60-day free trial. We're also supported by Fiverr. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or product. Don't waste any more time. Get 10% off and the service you deserve by going to FIVERR.com and use code DREAMJOB. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys had as good a weekend as you can have given the pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, For me, it's a better weekend than it was the week before. And it's a better weekend than it was the week before that. Um, As you guys know, I just went through something pretty hard, losing that baby. And, um, you know, we have moments where like this past week, my work is such a good distraction. You know, it's such an uplift. I'm doing such fun things on the podcast, interviewing Malcolm Gladwell, interviewing Rob Lowe. Oh my God, I can't wait to air those interviews for you guys very soon. Um, And I love coaching. I love, love coaching. I love sitting with the amazing group in our Made to Do This program. I love connecting with the other entrepreneurs in my life. And there's just so much fun there. But then every once in a while, you know, I'll stop and go outside to get the mail or something and I just feel sadness. You know, I'll I'll remember that I'm not completely, not completely on the other side of what's happened, but little by little, things are starting to feel more normal. Although there's a new challenge, which is that we were supposed to move to Florida. We had bought a house during the last few months. Things were better in Florida at the time than they were in LA. And Florida seemed like a slower pace and we would have a house with a pool in a really safe neighborhood where I have a lot of family and friends. And then the pandemic got so much worse in Florida and we've been packing boxes and we were supposed to leave first week of August. And now it just seems like, why would we do that? So we might delay our trip. And it's, it's a lot of questions kind of swirling around. I don't know. I don't have any answers. But um, I'm the kind of person that when something goes wrong, I want to make a decision. I want to solve it. I want to do something about it. And I think one of the hard things about this pandemic for me is a lot of like having to sit still and having to wait it out and having to confine yourself. And I'm such a people person and I'm such an extrovert. And all I want to do is be with my friends and host dinners and have people over. And we've done None of that, obviously, for good reasons. And we don't know when the end is in sight. And that's so challenging to just have to sit and be still. So I'll keep you guys posted. And come on over to my Instagram page at kathy.heller because I I felt over the weekend like I missed singing. And so I recorded a song for you a cappella. I think I'm going to start recording one song a week just like that and posting them on Sundays. And so if you go today, you'll see I sang a song yesterday and posted it. Um, I just find music so healing and I miss it. So uh, not only will you find that on my Instagram, but I'm doing this giveaway. If you just go to my Instagram, you'll see I've posted in my feed a bunch of times about it, but I'm giving away a bundle 
a spiritual gangster hoodie, a Voluspa candle, and a Meredith Quill necklace. And all you have to do to enter the giveaway is just share about the podcast. Talk about it in your Instagram story and tag me and you'll be entered to win. And I just so appreciate you spreading the word about the show. And I'd love for you to come follow me on Instagram because I've really been sharing my heart there. I post every day and I'm the one posting. I'm the one responding to comments and it would just be nice to connect with you guys there. So come on over. I'm at Kathy.Heller and um, share about the show and enter the giveaway because these are really fun prizes. These are some of my favorite things. One thing we are doing that's really fun is we're doing this Arrive Summit, this two-day virtual summit. And that's cool because it's something we can do. We can gather people together. So the Arrive Summit will be August 3rd and 4th. Amazing guest speakers like Patrice Washington, Amy Tangerine, Neil Pasricha, Ahiana Angel, Tumi Makanjula, Lindsay Simsick, and Krista Williams from the Almost 30 podcast. You can go to kathyheller.com slash arrive for early bird tickets, uh, but the price will go up July 17th. Okay, now let's dive into today's episode. I am really, really thrilled because Angie Lee is on the show today. She is a seven-figure organic marketing maven. She's an entrepreneur, a speaker, a podcaster, an author, and co-founder of My Soul. CBD, and she's the creator of Pays to be Brave, the number one female personal development event in the country. Her superpower is helping you make friends with fear. She helps people make money doing what they love and finding their purpose and rewriting the rules for your life, which is really aligned with everything we talk about on this show. You would love her podcast. It's called The Angie Lee Show. It's one of the top 20 podcasts for female entrepreneurs with over 7 million downloads. She talks to amazing people like Todd Herman, Susie Moore, Shalene Johnson, and many others. And she's so smart. Such a burst of energy. Today, she's coming to you with a boatload of information, so you'll definitely want to have a pen and notepad ready. Without further ado, please welcome Angie Lee. Angie Lee, you're here. Thanks for being here. I'm here. I'm so excited. I found you on the interwebs, and I was like, I love this woman. She's so funny. You're so cool. I could say the same thing for you, and I'm so flattered. I love that I have literally met the coolest people because I've been doing the show, and my audience knows that when Shalene was here, she said that you were one of her rock star favorite humans. And she told us a little bit about how she's watched you sort of grow as such a leader and such an incredible light. Can you share with us your journey up until you were doing the things that you're doing now? Yeah, I was in college and I was bored. I hated school. I didn't want to go to class. So I started a blog, not knowing that you could actually make money online. I thought, oh, it'll just be fun to share with women my love for fitness and wellness and motivating them. So I started a blog on campus. My mom was the first reader and then my roommate and then a few of my friends. Long story short, that grew and I stayed consistent with it. And I figured out how to sell my first ebook, made my first $60 online. Well, I think my first purchase was like $6, made my first $6 online, then my first $60 and then became obsessed with studying digital marketing because I was in college. I hated school. I didn't want to go out and be a dietitian and I didn't, I didn't want to graduate. I was getting C's if I was lucky. And so every part of my body was like, there has to be something different. There has to be something I can go do. That is not me being a dietitian, sitting in a hospital, making $40,000 a year, working 50 hours a week. This isn't my future. So at 21 years old, I walked into the counselor's office. I only had a few credits to go. I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And I said, peace out. And I was making like, few hundred bucks, maybe a grand or two a month from my website, from courses and eBooks, but I hadn't even gone all in yet. But I knew once I burned the boats, I would go all in. Burning the boats is essentially when you do not give yourself a plan B. 
you say to yourself, I'm already in debt or I'm already in the worst case scenario, quote unquote, I'm already at rock bottom. I may as well just jump, jump off. Right. I heard Tony Robbins say like, if you're going to take the island, you got to burn the boats. No going back. <laughs> but that's my personality type. And I realize there are some women listening who want a little bit more of a backup plan and that's okay too. I mean, if you want to obviously have a side hustle to make sure you're staying sane while you're side doing hustle it. Yep. Yeah, side hustle. There's no shame in, in, in how you become successful or what you do. But for me, I was 21. I didn't have kids yet. So I was like, let's go. I'm going to do this. I studied digital marketing until the cows came home. I would stay up till like midnight watching the weirdest YouTube videos. and like how to set up a landing page, opt-ins, like what's a freemium. Like I literally didn't know what any of this was. And I taught myself. And then I did Shalene's course, MIA. And I literally studied the basics learned everything myself because I was broke. You know, I was $100,000 in debt. I didn't hire any like fancy business coach or anything. And I started pumping out more and more content, videos, blogs, growing on Instagram. And I just stayed really, really consistent. And by consistent, I mean pretty much every single day. I don't think I've taken a day off, maybe a few in like literally 10 years since I was 19. So it's like crazy how that's what happened, but it was the intention, but it really wasn't. You know, I just loved sharing my life with people. And that happened to have led to now doing events and all these other cool things. So that's what happened. (laughs) So cool. In the early days, what were your videos about? What were your freebies about? What were your opt-ins about? It started as 100% health and wellness. I remember one of my emails was called burpees and push-ups or burpees (laughs) and biceps. Really corny, very basic. But at the time, I thought it was super cool. I thought it was super advanced. And then what happened is a lot of wellness coaches online started reaching out to me saying, how are you making money online? How are you becoming a health coach? How are you launching courses and eBooks and and all of these products? Like, how are you doing that? And so then I realized, oh my gosh, I can teach other health coaches how to do this. So for a while, my niche was marketing for wellness professionals, hundred percent, just wellness professionals. So smart. Yeah. I launched the B school for wellness professionals. Essentially it was this massive online school that I did. It did incredible. And then I realized I didn't want to stay in in that niche. I really wanted to expand as an entrepreneur. So two and a half, three years ago, then it became a little bit more broad where now my stuff is just marketing in general. But for a while, that's what I doubled down on because that's what I knew best, like how to make money as a wellness coach. That's amazing. It's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. So let's break this down. Everyone's so happy that people talk about mindset and people come on this show and they say things that are so powerful. And then everyone's also asking me all the time, but what are the tactics? Like, let's talk about a few different types of marketing. Let's talk about Facebook strategy, Instagram strategy, email strategy. Which one do you want to start with? Yeah, let's start with Instagram. It's my favorite one right now. And it's it's always been my favorite one to teach because it's such a very versatile platform. You've got video marketing, video content, you have short form content. So this is your post or your feed. You have engagement in the DM. You have the intimacy of of stories, which is basically, like I said, the video platform. Gosh, you've got hashtags and searchability. You've got your bio, which is basically the new business card, which if it looks random and confusing, no one knows what you do. There's so many different elements to it. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, what are a few of the basics that you need to be like, this is essential? God, there's so, oh my gosh. What I think is trending right now after studying it for a bit, which is really, really good authenticity is winning right now on Instagram. And what I mean by that is not just corny, like be yourself, like of course be yourself, but people actually want to see photos on your iPhone of you in the moment, doing your thing without makeup. That is what's winning right now. Now, not only is it winning, this is great news for all of us because 
the days of 2016, super highly professional edited. You hired a, a professional photographer to come over and take pictures of you next to a tree and your hair is blowing in the wind. And that was really cool in 2016, 2018 for even Facebook ads. And now people are realizing it's just not real and they don't really feel it. So I've been studying a lot of my own platform and I've been encouraging other women to actually bring it back to the basics of what would you do if you were just to share a photo of where you are right now, what you're doing, iPhone, obviously have some good lighting, but taking it back to that and the engagement on that plus a short, I call them micro blogs, basically a micro blog post of something that's either educational or creating connection with someone. That is like the recipe. That is the recipe that I'm rotating right now. And as far as posts, here's the real deal. You, the first line is everything. It's the most important line because people are scrolling so fast. I mean, we're like <laughs> scrolling the length of a football field a day, I guess. That's what the stats say, which is insane. So true. It's insane. Insane. So we're scrolling and scrolling. So to get someone to, to stop their scroll is everything. And you know, this is very Gary Vee, but if you cannot stop attention, you can't make money. So I'm always trying to figure out what can I do to first get her attention in order to then take it to the next level and get her to like me, buy from me. So I'm obsessed with the first line of the content or of the post, we'll call it. And then I'm always going back and forth between friend and teacher, friend and teacher, friend and teacher, because I want them to trust me and see me as professional, but I want to infuse relatability. So I believe the secret to Instagram is if you can dance between education and you are their friend that they trust, it's game over. Because not only do they look up to you and they know you're valuable, they feel like you're their smart friend that they can go hang out with and they're like... Oh my God, it's you. And so I really studied that. And that's what I've done for the last 10 years is I'm constantly letting them see I'm not perfect. I am you, but then I'm not you. And the fact that I know something you don't know, and it's just yeah. the dance that I dance. And this becomes very organic as a marketer over time. But in the beginning, it's okay for you ladies listening to plan it out and say, okay, two of my posts are educational. Now two of them are going to be behind the scenes, my life, some weird isms about me. What's something weird? What's something vulnerable? Something yeah. that someone would say, I understand you. I get you, you know? If people don't understand you, they can't buy from you. That's yeah. just classic marketing. And yeah. so I'm always trying to ebb and flow with, with those two as far as the posts. And then IG stories are everything. I think they are the most amazing thing to ever be invented. I would argue I like watching Instagram stories more than YouTube now because it's short, it's sweet. Our ADD brains can consume it quickly. It's The retention is so incredible yeah. with IG yeah. stories. I love it. It makes so much sense. I love that dance between relatability, friend, and also being somebody who has something to teach. Yeah. Ugh, there's so many places I can go with this. One quick thing is, what do you think about hashtags? Do you think that there's anything that actually works? Do you think it's actually a good idea? I never got into the hashtag game, full transparency. I probably should have a little bit more. I use them a little bit, but I never got really meticulous about them. Do they work? Can they work? Absolutely. But for me, I'm a 100% organic marketer, which means I've never paid for an ad, which is crazy. I never once in my life. I've never set up a Facebook ad, nothing, events, products, nothing. So for me, I have to study what is someone going to not only love, but she's going to share onto her story because it made her look good. It made her look smarter. She agreed with it. She laughed. I've never heard anyone say that they've never spent money on an ad. That is absolutely incredible. And you are so good at what you do. And the reason I asked you if you even did hashtags or anything else is because what I don't think people realize, and I'd like to hear your opinion about it. I think that we put the number above the engagement. 
And I don't think people actually get the difference between customers and followers or yep. actual the people who we need to serve versus too many people. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Because you could probably explain it even better than I can. Yeah. Tell us why it's more important to have fewer people and be more engaged than to have more people. That's an impressive number. Yeah, I would choose 4,000 followers and 4,000 people like every single photo or, or are engaging or DMing me versus millions of followers any day. It's all about the quality of your audience. And especially if you are in high ticket sales and you're listening to this, maybe you're a life coach, wellness coach, you have a physical product, digital product. If you're selling something that's a few thousand dollars, you don't need millions and millions of customers. You need maybe a hundred max a year or a few hundred or whatever your, your yeah. business goals are. So it is really about quality over quantity. And it's really about the intimacy you build with them. And, and hashtags, again, when it comes to hashtags and ads, there's something I've done that has served me well, but I realized that it's not an or thing. I am open to them now in my business. I do want to eventually start running ads. I do want to do that. But in the beginning, everything I did was based on, I just didn't, I didn't know how to set up ads. So I was like, well, I'm just going to just keep going and see what happens. And it just was working. And I got not lazy, but I, I didn't want to hire an ads manager. And I was just like, ah, whatever. And then time has gone by and I've never run an ad yet. So it was almost like I just stuck with what I felt like kept working for me. You know what I mean? And that authenticity then came through and people saw that. And so to me, my focus is affiliate marketing way more than ads. So I get my community and I get Susan to tell Becky that my event was the coolest event ever. Or I get Susan to tell Becky that my niche course is so great. I incentivize my people to then tell their friend who tells their grandma, who tells their sister. And I believe that that is such a stronger sale and it's a quicker sale than an ad. Can ads work? Of course. They, of course they work. I, I should be running them more so, but the, the value of affiliate marketing and my tribe selling for me has been the best thing that's ever happened. So my focus every day when I wake up is how do I build the tribe? How do I build more intimacy? And how do I get the tribe to share about my stuff for me so I don't have to sell myself anymore? They sell it for me. It's so brilliant. And I'm so glad you're saying it and you're saying it so eloquently. Seth Godin is my mentor. He's been here twice. He's an angel. He is the OG. And he'll <laughs> say like marketing is word of mouth. That's all it is, which means it's about empathy for each person and doing such a great job for each person that they can't help it. They have to go share that with someone else. What are some of the ways that you build that into your plan? Yeah, we've done so many different things. We're testing things right now. Uh, we're using this, this system basically for everything we do where the woman's incentivized either with obviously an affiliate payout, a small affiliate payout, or she's gifted a complimentary product service if she's open to sharing with her community. And I have a team member who literally sits and does this full time now. So this just came on a few months ago. It was me up until four months ago doing it all by myself, grassroots, pure guerrilla marketing. Like, hey, Susan, I've heard you liked my blah, blah, blah. Will you share with your people? Awesome. Cool. Here's a gift. It was very just gritty. But now I'm like, now I'm at a point where, okay, I need someone sitting there full time. She's literally my community manager who's sitting there in the DMs. She's sitting there making sure every single person has such a good experience. Every single DM is responded to. I am obsessed with this. We can jam on this. Even if it's a thank you so much, how can we help? What did you like? What do you do? Will you be at the event? Like we are on it because I, I treat my DM like it's the new email and we don't miss anything. So I have her in there as well, making sure all of it's good. And then from there, that's when we're really setting up the affiliate programs. That's where we're really incentivizing women who 
you know, she tagged me in something she loved, of course, I'm going to reach out to her right away and say, what did you like? Are you open to sharing it with your people? You know, instead of, oh, thanks, see you later. I'm on it. I'm like obsessed with figuring out how can I then get her to share with her people. So it's an organized system now, but in the beginning, for you ladies listening, this could simply be you reaching out to the first five customers you had and saying, did you love it? Would you be open to sharing it on your stories? Or can you film a quick 60 second video about what you liked about the product or the service so I can share it on my page? Most people will say yes, if you give them a gift or just simply if they loved working with you, a quick 60 second video or testimonial. So, and then also going back to the growth hacks and we can get into growth hacks. I believe you grow more when you're not focused on growth. And I know that sounds weird, but when you're focused on retention of the current people you have in front of you, you end up growing indirectly. So I've never been obsessed with growth. I've been obsessed with, okay, these first hundred girls in front of me, these first a thousand, 10,000, 20,000. If I treat her like she's one of my good friends and I respond to you, I, I'm weird with, I show who I am with. Like if I do that, how could she not eventually tell her friend, you got to go follow this girl. And then of course, creating what I call organic shareable content, which is infographics, quotes, memes, these things that resonate with other people. It's educating, entertaining, evokes action, makes them feel a certain way. And then they're encouraged to reshare it onto their wall. And this is why quotes do really, really well. So it's crazy, but I would say majority of people are so obsessed with growing their followers that they forget that the 500 girls in front of them or the 200 people in front of them need their attention and they're neglecting them, but then they, they just want to keep growing for no reason. It's like, dude, even if you even have 200 followers right now listening to this, that's 200 people. Most people will never even get that amount of people in a room to an event. So nurture those people, bring them value, talk to them, respond to every single person. If they click on a poll and answer yes, go talk to her. Like, I think we forget that social media is social. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're saying things that I've never heard said in this way. And it's so powerful and it's so simple. Really care about the people you're serving. What also people don't know is that your repeat business is always going to be your strongest business. Like from your warm audience, if someone's bought from you once, they're going to buy from you again versus every time you sell something, now you have to start from scratch and find another buyer. Yes. Can you explain that? I don't think people understand that. Yeah. People over products, people over products, right? If you lead with the obsession of the product, then you don't make any sales. But if you lead with, okay, I'm going to engage with this human, bring them value, then that's when the sales come. It's crazy that when we don't focus on the sales, it actually does better. So it's always about leading with the value. But you guys, if you've warmed up, even those 200 people, let's say, if they buy from you once, they're much more likely to be the women who attend your conference or whatever else you're doing. So I think what's going on is it's a long game. It's not sexy and it's not instant gratification. So people don't really want to play the long game and build relationships. But in the end, if you were just willing to do that for a few years, can you imagine what you could create? So for me, it's, it's like, how can I have Susan understand who I am? Tell her sister, she thought my page was cool or interesting or weird or whatever. And then down the road, that girl's going to tell her friend to buy my books. And I, I want it to become something that's bigger than myself. And I realized in order to do that, I can't be so obsessed with the immediate sale. And that's not fun and sexy to say for you women who are starting the business and want to make money right away. But I promise you, it is what will pay you forever if you want to build a long-term brand. 
This conversation is amazing, but before we keep going, let's just thank our sponsor. One thing I've learned from all these changes is that having access to the right resources is essential for adapting your business. So how can your business plan for the unexpected? There's so much happening right now and finding the right talent can exhaust your time, money, and energy. Thankfully, Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. We used Fiverr when we needed some Photoshop work. It was so easy and convenient. We could search for a freelancer based on the service deadline price and we could also read reviews so we knew the quality of work they had done before the designer we hired was super quick on the job very responsive and professional it was overall a smooth seamless experience so whether you're launching your first business scaling your current business or in need of extra support to complete a project fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent is here to help they have 24 7 customer service and you'll know exactly what you're paying for up front no negotiating needed. This is a network of quality talent you can count on. Check out fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code DREAMJOB. Find all the digital services you need in one place at fiverr.com, code DREAMJOB. Again, that's fiverr.com, code DREAMJOB. If you're a fan of the show, then I bet you're the type who seeks lifelong growth and discovery. That's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare is an amazing online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Now more than ever, your voice, your creativity, it's all needed. And Skillshare's classes are the key to unlocking those essential gifts. Skillshare offers creative classes to fit your busy schedule and skill level. These lessons can help you stay inspired, express yourself, and introduce you to a community of millions. And if you're a member, you get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions. Plus, it's super affordable. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. I've taken their productivity and watercolor painting classes, but I'm really excited to take this one from my friend, Daniel Krissa, who is actually a guest on this show. Her class is called Creative Breakthrough, Eight Exercises to Power Your Creativity, Confidence, and Career. Check it out if you're looking to empower your creative side. You're going to learn a ton from her. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. I love how you said that you treat the DM like it's email and oh yeah, it's so good. Do you proactively message people besides just doing reply the way that you would with an email? I do sometimes if it's someone in my community who there's something I saw or something, but usually it's me replying to them. But with our affiliate marketing plan now for even paid to be brave, I'm creeping and finding awesome women that who I like and I love their page and I'm reaching out to them and I send them a voice message or we have a template and I'm basically saying, Hey, we love your stuff. I creep on her engagement. I creep on her people. I see if there's some cross pollination there possibly. And I say, let's do it. Let's collab. I'd love to hear about fun ways where we could give you a ticket to the event and see if your girls want to come. So I'm definitely always on the hunt for, um, creeping on micro influencers. And even with soul CBD, you know, we built this DTC line, my brother and I, we couldn't run ads legally with CBD, which really stinks and is a shame, but we had to do that all organically to hit our first seven figures. And that was all through affiliate marketing and Instagram, literally just reaching out to women saying, do you love this? Tell your sister about it. Tell your cousin, I really think word of mouth marketing is like everything. I've never heard anyone talk about it as much as you. And I think that that says so much about who you are and how you do what you do. And it's amazing that you were able to grow a seven figure business completely, completely that way. And this is where I'm very different than Amy Porterfield, right? I love her. I think she's amazing. 
people listen to her, they would listen to me, but then they were so different because she's all like funnels and ads and lead magnets. And here's how you set up your thing. And I'm all like, guys, let's talk about psychology of humans for a second, because you can teach me how to set up my little landing page. But if I don't know how to actually articulate what I do and lead with passion, no one's buying. So for me, I'm like, I just want to teach psychology of marketing. I don't want to teach the tactics. Tactics come and go. The platforms are going to change. But if you know humans, you can forever be a good marketer. And I just understand humans. That's it. I'm not a genius. Like, I just get humans, you know? I literally believe that if more people studied psychology, they would do better at marketing than like studying how to set up their landing page on Kajabi. It's like, that's the little rocks. The big rocks is how do you persuade people? How do you engage them? How do you exude passion when you have a product? Like that's the real stuff. Yeah. When James Wedmore was here, he was like, people ask me all the time. So James, is it YouTube? Is it Instagram? And he's like, you can use whatever you want. It's what's in it. He's like, haven't you ever gotten an email that was horrible or seen a YouTube video that was horrible that like went nowhere? He's like, it's not the platform. It's not the Facebook. It's not how much you spend. It's what's in the freaking thing. So yeah. let's go over it. What do you have to say about the psychology of humans? What have you learned about people that makes it so important for you to know when you're going ahead and you're, you're promoting something or talking to them or establishing yourself? What do we need to know about people? It's so interesting. Two things I've learned. Number one, you have to meet your customer where they are at. So many people are now 10 steps ahead of their customer. So their copy isn't relatable. And so then the consumer is like, that's cool and all, but I'm not going to buy from you because you don't understand me. So something I train my women on is don't use all this fluffy language. That's so unattainable. Like I'm going to help you to become your inner unicorn, best self mompreneur who can right, take over right, the right. world and poop out sprinkles. And it's like, are you a life coach? Are you a wellness coach? What do you sell? Like that yeah. is so confusing. So I help women to clean that up and get super intentional about using the exact language of their customer, quoting the woman on the sales call. I have a word document, literally, I'm such a nerd called words of Sarah or words of Susan, whoever is my avatar. And I literally have copied and pasted my team and I, we copy and paste the exact language that women have said in comments and Facebook groups gosh, they've emailed us any place where we've received communication from them, the DMs, we copy and paste it. And then I reverse engineer and I use it as headlines of emails, titles of podcasts. I'm literally taking their language. They're doing the work for me and I'm infusing it into my content. And then women comment and go, you're in my head because I'm studying. <laughs> of course I'm in your head. And they're like, this is so creepy. I love when I get that comment. How did you know that's what I'm dealing with? Well, Sarah, I read your comment. I realized there was 10 other women like you struggling with this pain point. So it's not a surprise you're asking me that question. So that's been huge. That's how I've created every sales page. I've taken their words, put it into the sales page. I don't try to just make up my own language. So one, meet the customer where they're at, speak where they are instead of where you think they are or where you, yeah. where you, where you are now. Because if you've had a massive transformation, your customers sometimes might not be able to relate to where you are. That's correct. So it's good. Huge. It's huge. And the other thing I would say is speaking to pain points and pleasure points. I think people, again, in marketing make it more complicated than it needs to be sometimes. But knowing that humans are usually ready to change one thing at a time. And I think the thing that's going on in the life coaching industry is women are trying to sell everything to everyone. And that is the scariest thing you can do because no one's going to really click. They might think the picture's cute, but that doesn't mean they're going to convert. There's a difference mm -hmm. between cute content and content that actually sells and converts. So 
again, Seth Godin, our homie here, he talks about niche marketing, smallest viable market. I'm obsessed with teaching niche. It's like my nerdy favorite hobby because it makes it so much easier. If you know who it is and you know what the problem is, you don't have to make up stuff. You don't have to post it everywhere and anywhere. You can find those subcultures, find out who their leader of the subcultures is and then spread the word. Yeah. And it's so much easier on you. So for me, I think we're making marketing more complicated than it needs to be. And we forget that it's just communication. So how you communicate in real life is probably how you should communicate in your post. So I tell women when you're doing an IG story or you're crafting a post, pretend you're texting your friend or pretend you're FaceTiming your yeah. friend. So before I click on my stories, I literally pretend it's one of my girlfriends. I envision her really quick. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Because that voice <laughs> is a more grounded, real voice than my sales voice. Exactly. Like, oh my God, bye, bye, bye. And it just feels weird. So I'll do that. And then even with my posts, as far as marketing, this has worked really well. I'll pretend I'm texting it to a friend and just speaking mm -hmm. to her and then I'll upload it. So again, it's coming back to being human, knowing that you're speaking to humans yep. and not trying to make it more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> yep. It's so good. It reminds me that the very first course I ever sold was called Six Figure Songwriting. How do you write music for TV shows and ads? And my ad copy started out with, I was depressed, period. 10 years ago, dropped from Interscope, feeling like an idiot, not knowing how the hell I would get a record deal, feeling like it was over. And I felt this, 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 and it literally starts with, I was depressed. Right. And then I, I basically am just like, and I just intuitively was always the kind of person who I want to talk to people the way I think that they can hear me rather than like, Hey, I have a class. Do you want to make six figures? Like that just made me want to puke. And it was amazing how like that copy did so well. And I literally am like, I was depressed. You too? Cool. Awesome. Like it worked <laughs> so well. And it was so true. There was like nothing other than like absolute truth in the entire story. And I just basically told my story. It's long. It's a story. There's no fancy graphic. There's, it's just like, boom, click here. And like, I'll take you through a five-day challenge of like showing you how I got out of that. Yeah. Vulnerability wins, but also coming from a place of empowerment, of course, and how you can help them. Relatability wins. Again, people don't buy from people they don't trust. So for you women listening who want to build an audience and want to make money, I would ask yourself, what can you do for a year? Yes. 12 months at least in your business to create so much trust and intimacy with yeah. humans, even those 200 followers that they cannot not buy from you because you are their friend, you know? And, yeah. and we really do want to buy from our smart friend. And I think a lot of people are either doing way too much look at me content versus learn from me content. So there's this nice balance of look at me, which is look at my life and da 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 walk in the talk. And you know, if you're a fitness coach, maybe you're showing your meals and all that stuff. That's great. But learn from me content is so valuable too. that educational totally. piece on Instagram. And I think too many people are just doing look at me content versus learn from me. It's exhausting. It's and hard then, to even look at it. Yeah. And be a teacher first, you know, be a teacher, be their friend. But if you go back and forth, it's really nice. And I actually think in the beginning of your business, it's more important to be the teacher 60% of the time. And then you can bring in more of the lifestyle and the behind the scenes. But mm -hmm. I always tell my women, you earn the right to show your cat. Like you earn the right to show that stuff. Like I didn't do that in the beginning. Now I could be like, oh, this is my friend's cat and look what they're eating. And everyone's like, let me buy this cat food. But like in the beginning, I wasn't doing that. I was first building authority and I was building credibility and expertise. And I was taking a stance and I had a niche and I, I really stayed clear on who I was. And now I can fart around and it's great, but that's a time. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk about the building a niche because I don't think that people really get what that is. I feel like people hear that and they hear it over and over and over again, but it feels really scary to cut off any person who you could possibly sell to. So especially for someone who wants to do coaching or like you think about Marie Forleo, how do you help us understand that there's still a niche at play? Yeah. You make more money when you're speaking to less people. People pay for specialties. If I have a heart issue, I'm hopefully going to a cardiologist and not just a general doctor, right? So humans are naturally more inclined to invest in something that's a specialty, especially in the health and wellness industry. And then I would argue Marie Forleo started more niche. And so a lot of women coming out of the gates today are like, I want to be her tomorrow. Well, do it for 20 years and then you can be Marie Forleo. So I call this the, the, and I love her, I call this the Gabby Bernstein effect or um, any other spiritual teacher that is, is teaching these broad topics that women are so passionate to teach. I really try to get them down to what is the tangible thing that you deliver that you can promise someone because all of that's great, but it can become fluffy and confusing in your copy. And then the person doesn't know what you do. So I see this all the time in the IG bios. When I audit bios, women are like, like I said, I want to empower women to live their best life. I'm like, what does that mean? That could literally mean her finances, her sex life, her, her relationship with food. This could mean so much. I have no idea what you do. And I'll be honest with them. And then they clean it up and say, okay, what I, I do what's called the onion test. I have them bring it in more. I'm like, okay, I help women. Got that. I help women to feel good in their body. Okay, what does that mean? I help women to feel good in their body with fitness. Okay, I help women feel good in their body with fitness by at-home workouts. That it, like We just keep going till we're like, oh, you're a fat loss coach for moms who need to burn <laughs> fat. Why didn't you say that in the beginning? Because you know, you're all the way out here. Like, I just want to empower women to live their best life. And it's cute and all, but I believe you earn the right to go vague. You start narrow and then you earn the right to go vague with your brand. I feel like I'm now at a place where I talk about a few different things and I have a few different sub niches of my brand, but I still try to keep it specific on I'm marketing. You come to my show, you come to my thing to learn marketing. And so it's hard though, because we want to help everyone. And we think by casting a wide net, we're going to, but when you keep it niche, it's so amazing. The quality of the engagement that you get, it may not be as many likes, let's say, but the five likes you got were high quality. And those actually yeah. could be buyers because when people are scrolling or reading your email or whatever it is, they need to feel like you get them very, very mm -hmm. well. And so that's only going to come when you're, when you've studied a market. And I would, lastly, I would say it's expensive to not be niche because now you've got to try to make everyone happy, which is impossible. So have fun being financially stuck because it's expensive. Like it's very, very expensive. And there's even life coaches I know and influencers of half a million followers and are struggling because they built it on, you know, just fitness stuff and they don't have a niche and now people aren't buying from them and they're broke and it's such a mess and really getting clear on what is it that you're very good at teaching. Of course, this can change. Of course, you can add things on as you go, but start with something specific. Know what it's like to sell something specific before you branch out. I mean, even with our CBD line, CBD is such a vast market right now. And I'll be honest with you guys and give you a little behind the scenes. We are now niching down into more female-based CBD products and we're coming out with a CBD line. So, so smart. CBD line just for women. So we're doing that because as a marketer and as a co-founder of the company, I'm realizing, listen, you guys, I want to solve a specific pain point and then create a product versus, oh, I have this product and it's for everyone. Yeah. That's just the reverse way to do it. So we're coming out with stuff for period cramps and stuff that's just really, really pain point niche specific to one species. We know who we're speaking to. 
it makes it so fun and easy to write the copy too. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's about period cramps. Women let's go. I could do this where before it's like, uh, anybody who has pain, like it just feels so vague. So whatever it is you're selling, know that it gets easier. We want you to do this because it actually helps you not because it would hurt you to have a niche. So a hundred percent, you, you believe in niche. I know every marketer is so different with it, but no, I, I do. A, a of, you. <laughs> yeah, no, of course I do. It makes so much sense. And I like get so angry with myself when I can't niche something down even more. So I have a few more questions, but first let's just take a quick ad break. If you're like me, you're probably buying more stuff online than ever before. And for those of you who are e-commerce sellers, getting out a whole lot of orders can be overwhelming. How do you keep track of everything? Which carrier has the best rate? Well, now you can be ready to meet the demands of our new delivery culture with ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customers. ShipStation makes it easy. I think you're going to find that this is super helpful because no matter where you're selling, like Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation station brings all your orders into one simple interface and you can manage them from any device even your phone ShipStation works with all the major carriers including usps fedex ups even amazon fulfillment and so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer and right now don't keep your day job listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our offer code dream job make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture get started at shipstation.com today click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in dream job that's shipstation.com then enter offer code dreamjob shipstation.com make ship happen a lot of people think okay i need to teach people how to build a business how to create an opt-in how to all these things and what i found for my audience and i want to know your answer is kath i'd love to build a business if i knew what the heck i'm supposed to do mm. And what's your answer to that when you meet women, because you do all the time, who aren't sure what thing to choose, or they don't know what their absolute strength is? How do you help people decide, no, this is where you should go? It's interesting. My thought is this. I don't believe we have one purpose. And I think there's a lot of content out there that's very heavy on find your purpose, your one thing you're here to do, and then you're going to die. And like, it better be good because you're going to die. And it's like, oh yo, my that's, God. that's crazy talk because I believe that. I'm constantly testing things and then that's when my purpose will come. But maybe my purpose is different based on the season of my life. Yeah. So right now it's speaker and creator and entrepreneur, and then it's going to be author in September. And that's really cool. And then it's going to be a mom and it's going to be all these different roles and things. So my purpose isn't something that is a one-time thing and I better get it or I'm, I'm done. You can be a few things. And I, I think that really takes the pressure off of women to think that they're got to find it. What am I here to do? Exactly. You could exactly. be a writer for a bit and then you're a songwriter. And then you realize that maybe you want to maybe go into something completely different. Right. So for me, it's like the overarching thing is I know I'm a communicator, but that comes out in different ways right now. And so having some grace with what that looks like, but you have to be willing to try a bunch of different things and be willing to suck at some things in order to find your purpose. It's not from taking a quiz online. It's not from taking one course. It's from trying a bunch of things, investing time and in maybe this thing called money to figure out what that is for right now that you really want to pursue and that you're good at and that you, could, that you can actually get some results in. And then you move on to the next thing. And if you hated it and you weren't good at it and it wasn't your zone of excellence or whatever, then go on to the next thing. Totally. When Seth was here the last time, since we were talking about him, I said, what do you think people need to do to find their purpose? And he said, I completely reject the question. I hate that question. I said, what do you mean? He goes, my purpose is probably teaching canoeing in Canada. Like that's probably my purpose. Do I do that? No. Instead, I ask myself the question, how can I be of use today? What do people need? How can I help? 
And I'm like, it's so smart. We make this so much harder than it needs to be. But sometimes the thing that stands in our way is I don't believe that I am of use, right? And they think to themselves, who the heck do I think I am to start posting? Remember you said, build your authority. I don't have any authority. Like all that self-doubt, all that imposter syndrome. It's like, that's why I don't know what my purpose is because I'm constantly telling myself I'm not enough. I don't have anything of use. How do we combat that? Good old imposter syndrome. Right? (laughs) We all feel it. Every single time before I step on stage, I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. And I use this hashtag called Beyonce poops because I think that the sooner we learn that nobody is really anybody, like anybody can be anybody and nobody is anything special, then you start to realize that the playing field is so level. Like you guys, there are women right now making millions and millions of dollars. I know some of these women who you wouldn't assume would have like the perfect life or look perfect or these things that we think they need, you know? It's crazy how much because of social media, it's actually leveled out the playing field in order to be successful. So my whole thing is if you don't at least try it, you'll never know if you're good at it. And I think the only way to really fail is to not even try it at all. So really realizing that everyone feels that way and it's normal. Beyonce poops. It's the best thing that's ever been said on this show. It's I'm obsessed. Here's the other thing about the imposter syndrome and you're so graceful about it. I think a lot of people really shudder and hide from sales. They think that when I sell something, I'm doing something duplicitous or mean or sleazy. And you've said it like six times with like the same bright sweetness that you have when you're saying anything else. There's no like, oh, and then I have to sell it. You're like, oh, because and then I'm going to sell the thing or are they going to buy from me? And da-da-da. I hope she does. And it's all fine. There's no heavy weight of shame you're carrying around selling something. Yeah. Explain why and explain how for people who do feel shame or who do feel like they need to hide under their sheets when they even, God forbid, think of selling something that we can get through that so that we don't have to feel like we're doing something wrong and disingenuous. Yeah, this is the juicy question for women, right? How do we sell without feeling icky and gross and feeling like we're an imposter even, right? Like, who am I to sell this? I know a lot of women listening, maybe in network marketing or you have an Etsy shop or you're a coach. Like, who am I to be a coach? Who am I to, like, it's so awkward to, to, to share what I do. And I really encourage women, one, to assess and ask yourself the question, is the product or service that you have something that you're actually genuinely obsessed with? If it's not, get out. When you're selling something that you're obsessed with or you really love or or that you're passionate about, it doesn't feel weird because it's no different than me telling you like, hey, one of my girlfriends, what's going on? This is something I have. I know it's going to help you. So I think it really starts with coming from a place of being genuine and and being honest with yourself and saying, if there's any products right now that you're not in love with that you're selling, you have to get rid of it. You can't sell it. I mean, it's just not only is it wrong to do to humans, but going to make it so much more difficult. And I believe people can smell inauthenticity on the internet, especially if you're doing videos. People know when you're not really into it. People know when Becky, the blogger is sharing about Crest white strips, but she really has veneers in her mouth, you know, and that's not really the secret. Like I'm so sick of all this crap now on Instagram. that's so fake because people know, and they don't click anymore then. Cause they're like, that's not actually what you do. That's not what you actually take. Like this seems weird. So one, making sure it's genuinely what you love and what you're obsessed with. And two, reminding yourself that sales is a win-win situation, not a win-lose. It's a beautiful exchange of energy 
and you deserve to get paid for what you do. I mean, you need that energy. You need that money to then go do other great things in this world. So for me, I always remind myself, this isn't a win-lose situation. Like I got the money and then she's out of luck. This is, she received a gift and then I received something. You both deserve to have energy, but as women, we don't want to receive money. We feel weird. We feel bad. We feel like it's, it's not good to take in money. So I think it really goes back to issues with receiving and then not really being obsessed with what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you're a seven on the Enneagram too, you know, sales is easiest for sevens, I believe, because we just love sharing like things that we love. And I always tell people like, you've got to tap into some little set, like the seven Enneagram a little bit, because if you don't seem excited about what you're selling, how do you expect people to yeah, 100%. buy it from you? And then just, just having seasons too. I think again, everything goes back to seasons, knowing what your intention is before you post. So if every single post and every single thing is a sale and that feels weird to you, then don't do it. Your intuition knows going back to being a human, being a good human, being genuine, you'll know when it's too much and you'll know when, Hey, I should own it. I need to share with people what I do. This is a great opportunity. So have seasons to your business where you're selling and then seasons where you're not. And so then it feels genuine and it feels no different than if you were to pick up the phone and tell your girlfriend, hey, I just found these awesome jeans. These are the best. It's no different, right? That's so good. And they say that the thing that lights up the most in the brain is not love. It's actually enthusiasm. So when someone is just like so enthusiastic about Bruce Springsteen or this Italian restaurant they just went to, you like you can't help it. You're just like, I want to go to this Italian restaurant. You look how excited you are. And it's so contagious. And it just Mm -hmm. is what it is versus I'm trying to make you aware that you should do something like that just doesn't work. It's all vibration. It's all that enthusiasm. How many things, because a lot of people who are listening are just starting and they're just building a business and they think to themselves, but I don't have a runway of 10 years where I've established any kind of intimacy or authority. How many pieces of free content, how much freebie stuff, how many webinars, how many opt-ins do you think before somebody can ask for the sale? Or do you think there's really not a certain amount? Do you think that they should do it for a year before they ask? One freebie and then they can ask. What do you think is sort of like a, if you just had to go from your gut, what do you think is a good rule of thumb? Mm -hmm. The really beautiful thing about social right now is we have video on a lot of the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Live and Stories. Video speeds up the sales process. It speeds up the sales process. I have sold things for $5 and thousands of dollars through IG stories with no sales page, literally, because I was just so passionate and excited. And I explained to them what it was and they clicked the button and it just happened. So there's proof that people don't need to see these complicated sales pages anymore that are so long and like just drawn out, right? I believe that video will help you a lot. If you are in this situation where you want to expedite the, the sales process. So one, get your face on video. The more intimacy you can build with them, the faster it's going to be. So if you can shorten the no like, and trust, then I would say you could sell them after a month or two based on how valuable you are. If you've proven yourself as valuable and you've built some intimacy with them, I don't see why not. And this is why podcasting is great too. I mean, gosh, you know, podcasting builds an intimacy like, like no other, because they feel like they're on the phone with their friend, you know, and it's one of, you're only using one of the senses and my advice would be video and podcasts, like start that first, build that. So they feel like they know you. And then from there, then you can assess when you're ready to sell, but it's going to be so much faster than if you're just sending emails or you're just doing written copy. That's what I would say. And then based on the price point, the larger the price point, the more time I would give you to promote. So if something's $5,000, I would say, let's give that 
five, six months to a year to get to the point where you have people trusting you enough to hand you $5,000. If it's a $50 fitness ebook, well, go ahead. Start playing with it now after you've built some intimacy sharing videos. So when do you get to sell them? When you know you've built enough respect and trust, so right? Good. It's so good. I'm writing down all these things. They're so excellent. I want to talk about Pace to be Brave. How did you start this event? Yeah, it started in Chicago. My first meetup had three girls and then five girls, then 10, then 15, 20. Then my first 100, I was like, oh my God, I'm Oprah. I've made it. This is it. 100 girls in a room and held my first 500 women event. And then it, then the next one was 1,500. And now Chicago will be 3,000 women, which is insane. It's awesome to think about that and to see where it began and then to see where you're at right now, which is not the end of the story. It's like just like the beginning still. And- what do people need to hear in terms of what's filling that event? How does that event grow from three to 3,000? I'll be so real with you guys because I love sharing the journey while I'm in it. It's the hardest thing I do in my business, but it's also the most beautiful, fun thing I do. And I realized there wasn't a business event like this. And so I filled a need in the market and it's just doing really well because one, going back to enthusiasm, the psychology of marketing, all the things we talked about today, but it's doing really well because of the affiliate marketing and because I'm so grateful for a tribe that not only buys, but they do something better than buy. They tell their friend to come with them and buy. And it's so surreal, but it just inspires me to keep doing that, keep doing that tribe building. And then it it inspires me to tell the woman listening to this to continuously put your effort into your community more than the products. Like put your community first and then figure out the products second, because they are who matter. And that's why I'm responding to every single DM. People ask me, how are 3,000 women showing up? Because every single girl who's purchased a ticket, I DM her back. I voice her back. Hey, I'm so excited you're going. Are you bringing friends? Like I am answering her as if it's a fr- one person who bought that ticket. And there are women who literally just this week told me, and I think this will be valuable for you guys. They said, because you actually DM'd me back and I didn't think you would or know if you would, I'm going. I can't believe you just DM'd me. You actually care? I'm going to this event. Oh my God. I read that, I screenshot it, I send it to my team. And I'm like, look, women notice. Women know when you care. It's just, you have to be obsessed and get creative and figure out how to get the first 100 people there and then have them tell 200 people. And then it's just a never ending thing I'm trying to figure out. And then I give myself a lot of time to promote because I don't want to feel rushed with the promotion and stressful with like, all right, you got to be there next week. And it's just- Where can people find tickets? Paceybebrave.com. Awesome. Pacebebrave.com. We will link to that. What's your main intention when doing an event? So for me, yes, the connection's important. Yes, would I like to make money from it? Of course, but events are not huge money makers. That's another episode for another day. My main intention for why I do what I do at Paisybrave is I want to transfer energy into a woman who has not felt that energy that confidence and that hope in her life. I'm an energy dealer. That's literally my job. I'm there to pour my heart and my soul into them and have her feel something she's never felt in her life and that she doesn't get back at home because her husband doesn't believe in her. Her friends think she's crazy. She's really burnt out. She doesn't know what to do with her life. And for a moment, I'm giving her something. I'm a, I'm a realtor. To, I, you know, I'm offering her this energy that she's renting in a sense. And that's what I'm doing. And that's it for me. I literally walk on stage and I'm like, if I can have a girl leave and feel so alive, like I did my job and that's it. And that's all I want to do here on this planet. Make her laugh, make her feel good. And just, that's it. It's not, 
my, I would love to say it's like, she can learn all the tactics in business. She can take a course to figure that out. She can go on YouTube. She can listen to your podcast, my podcast. Um, but what you cannot get in a course or online is, is energy. You just can't transfer it. So that's why, that's why I do it. <laughs> it's amazing. And just watching little video snippets of you at your conference, you can feel how palpable, how potent. Just the uplift is just so beautiful. Tell us where we can find more of you. Oh, this was so fun. Angie.com and at Angie Lee Show on Instagram. But yeah, go creep on me on Instagram. Say hi, send me a DM. And I loved this. This was so fun. You're so awesome. And I can't even believe how much you've accomplished in such a short time. You are 10 years younger than me and you are like 40 years ahead of everyone I know. So <laughs> thank you for all of this. Thank you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. That was super fun. Here are the takeaways. Number one, it's all about the quality of your audience, the engagement and the intimacy you build with them. Incentivize word of mouth. It's a stronger, quicker sale than an ad. Number two, you'll grow more when you're not focused on growth. Focus on the retention of the current people in front of you. Put your community first and figure out the product second. Number three, meet your customer where they're at. Use their language. Speak to their pain points and pleasure points. Number four, start specific before you branch out. You make more money when you speak to less people. Number five, marketing is communication. It's like talking to a friend. Number six, anybody can be anybody. The playing field is so level, you only fail if you don't try. And number seven, Sales is a win-win situation. It's a beautiful exchange of energy and you deserve to get paid for what you do so you can do more amazing things in the world. Thank you guys for listening. I know that there's a zillion things on your plate right now and I know you could be doing so many other things. I really appreciate that you're here. And if you like this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and take a second. If this show today inspired you or you learned a couple things, would you go ahead then and post about it, do a story on your Instagram and tag me. Um, I'm doing these awesome giveaways. I'm giving away different bundles of my favorite things. And the bundle right now is a Velu Spa candle, a spiritual gangster hoodie and a Meredith Quill necklace. And I'm giving it to two of you who just go ahead and talk about the show, tag me when you do so and tell your friends, Hey guys, if you want an inspirational uplift, listen to this podcast, it's free. And they really should get on the train because Malcolm Gladwell is coming on. And so is Rob Lowe. I'm so excited to share those interviews with you guys very soon. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.